What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 88, recorded and released today, 818, August 18th, in case you don't know, months and years and dates. Anyways, wow. it's a lot of I'm, eights. I know, it's a lot of eights. It's four whole eights. Go buy and a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> go buy a lottery ticket. It'd be like, no, it'd have to be 88 on 88, 18. 88 is a lucky number, though. Like, so... Hi, I'm Ahmed. This is joining me is my co-host Paul. Anyways, 88 is a very lucky number, especially in like Chinese culture. So you know how like a lot of like Chinese restaurants, they'll be like, I don't know, like Newfound Glory 88 or whatever, or like some crazy name, and they'll always have a number at the end. It's because like putting your lucky number at the end will be, will, it's supposed to like give you good luck and good fortune for your restaurant. So my favorite Chinese restaurant in the city is called New Sunny East 88, and that's how I know it's a lucky number. So. Thank you for that nugget of knowledge. I really appreciate it. I'll tell you what. Speaking of lucky numbers and fortunes, I opened up a fortune cookie cookie (laughs) recently, and I opened it up, and it was like like the part that I saw was not the side that the fortune was on. It was like, don't be left out. Be counted. Do your census. And I was like, what? That's not not a fortune. (laughs) Wait a minute. Was it like from Panda Express? No. That's like a bougie-ass fortune cookie telling you to do the census. You should have, like, learn Chinese and teach you how to say, like, chair. <laughs> I, like, I, I hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. This one was like, don't be left out. Do the census. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, they're right, but, like, why the fortune cookie have to tell you that? Like, usually, I feel like they come from China. And, like, if it's being developed in China, what do they, they care about the U.S. They come from China? Census? Are you that delusional? I don't know. Maybe they don't. You and I know that the Chinese food that we enjoy is no, the most see, Americanized no, 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 no. piece of okay. shit. I understand that. But, and I know fortune cookies are an American thing. Like, you're not going to get a fortune cookie in China. But I feel like they outsource the creation of them in China. Like, American companies have factories in China to make them. But I don't know. That might not be true. But that's what I am. I have no idea. Uh, good thing this isn't what the fortune cast or what the cookie cast <laughs> or what the, the Chinese American General So's food ass cast. <laughs> what the Chinese diaspora cast. Anyways, <laughs> Chinese diaspora. What is that? Do you know what a diaspora is? It's like all of the folks that have immigrated to another region from their original region. So like the African diaspora is like all of like the African American folks that are, you know, born and raised in America. Mm. but have African roots. Gotcha. Is that, I am, well, I guess, I don't know, there's not really an Egyptian diaspora, I'm the first generation, but it generally, it counts for, like, people that have been here for a while, but, like, generations ago, their ancestry is not. I don't know. Anyways, this is not thank, thank what you the for anthrop- that little lesson. I appreciate <laughs> Anthropology it. cast either. Apparently, apparently the fortune cookie, it's a very hotly debated topic of where it actually came from. Not, not, because I also can't figure out where the hell they make them right now. But where are I don't know. cookies manufactured? Anyways, not that fortune San Francisco? cookies matter. I saw San Francisco. I'm like, this can't be right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound wrong. I'm sure right. that whatever. Anyways, so anyways, on that note, did what you do you your census? Doing, I did do my census. I think I actually may have actually done it twice on accident. So, <sighs> but. It's fine. Like, they knocked on the door, and I filled it out then, and I filled it out online. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. So oh, actually knocked on your door? That's wild. They knocked on my door. It was like... <laughs> you know... <laughs> I don't even know what we're laughing about. <laughs> you know Nothing. how, like, when whenever, like, people would come, like, to, like, uh, like religious groups would come and, like, knock on your door to try to get you, like, to convert you or whatever? Yes, and you're like, pretend you're not home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I know all too well. Oh my god. They would always come. We had so we had a Jehovah Witness temple like literally across the street from our apartment complex growing up and so they'd always they come across the street. They would always come around. Yes. And so we'd always be like pretend we're not home even though they can clearly hear our footsteps like it's going to look at the doorbell. <laughs> well, the oh lights were god. never like we cuz they wouldn't come in, in the nighttime, but like they could clearly tell that we were walking up to the door and looking in like the people to be like, "Mm." Oh we're my not god. Home, that is so freaking funny. Oh, it's a universal experience. It's okay. Oh my god! But, that's... So they came to your door, and then did you pretend you weren't home? <laughs> yeah, for like a hot minute, and I'm like, you know what? Let's see who it is. Maybe it's like the police looking for me or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so... it's the FBI. You're under uh, arrest for downloading a GBA ROM 20 years ago when you were eight years old, and you're like, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Oh my god! No, I can't imagine. Uh, That'd be the back wildest in the days. thing. Anyways, I'll, oh my so, gosh, I, I, yeah, 
They used to always what? be like the in like in the lunchroom. Kids be like, yeah. Like, the FBI almost came to my door. And, like, really, it was just, like, the ISP emailing them, like, don't do this again. Like, yeah, pretty sure my house almost got swatted. Like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Okay, you win. I got a letter once in middle school. I forgot what it was for. It was for something so stupid. Like, of all the things I, like, all the movies I downloaded or games I downloaded, it was, like, I don't know. Like, I have a feeling it was, like, Flight Simulator. (laughs) 98, but I don't know if that's just because I have Flight Simulator on the brain, or if that's the reality, but they were like, never download this again, I'm like, you're right, and then I never did again, because I was terrified at that moment, because my mom showed <laughs> then, it to me, and mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Just don't make me take the internet away. I was like, I don't know, someone sent me a link. I'm like, no one sent me the link. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I opened up an email. <laughs> right? I was like, Anyways. Alright, well, let's jump right into it. What have you been doing this week, Ahmed? Besides I... getting in trouble for downloading Flight Simulator 98? <laughs> It's like 10. No, this was at least 15 years ago. Um, so, speaking of, literally, speaking of Flight Simulator, I'm actively, as we speak, downloading Flight Simulator 2020. It was a harrowing experience because I thought I preloaded it yesterday. It turns out it just preloaded the client, which is all of one gigabyte, and not the 91 additional gigabytes that you have to download after the fact. So... The game, you know, just launched today, so I opened up the client expecting that, like, oh, I preloaded it. It's going to load right up. Nope. Have to download additional 90 gigabytes. Great. I go to try to download it. I could not, for the life of me, get it to download. Um, I think there was an issue. I don't know if there was an issue with where I was trying to install the additional assets or if, I don't know, if they patched something. But they released an update, and it's now finally downloading. Fingers crossed that it actually finishes because there are a bunch of people that are like, I have three gigabytes left, and it freezes. And I'm like, great. That's going to be me. Yikes. Feel it. So, we'll see. But um, other than that, I have obviously just been playing Fall Guys and more Horizon. Um, I am, like, obsessed with Horizon. I was telling Paul earlier that, like, I'm still on the main... Like, the one of the first quests they give you that it's, you know, rated as a level 12 quest. And I have done everything but the quest. And I'm now, like, up to level 25. So, when I finally go to this quest, I'm going to be, like, extremely overpowered. Um, but I'm loving it so far. It's good times. Fall Guys is also fun. Um, I'm so glad you're enjoying yeah. Horizon because that game is legitimately so good. Like it really is. I've realized. I, I thought I, I might have said this before when I first started it that it was that it reminds me of Skyrim, but I realized it's really nothing like Skyrim. But it's more so like Spider-Man. In yeah. terms of like the map and collectibles and like just I don't know the layout of things. Like Skyrim is much more open-ended and you can choose like all kinds of things whereas there's kind of like a set skill tree here um and you're gonna kind of end up unlocking all the skills regardless um so it's definitely not not like that but it is a lot a lot of fun yeah Um, the the game is a ton of fun what i've realized is a lot of these games i mean a lot of the first party well not first party even yeah i'd say first party a lot of the at the very least exclusive sony first player single player games follow kind of the same formula not 100 percent but pretty dang close where you've got different types of games where yeah spider-man is like a collect-a-thon um but you get power-ups over time and you get stronger kind of same thing like infamous which is the same thing like horizon which is the same thing not really i guess uncharted is kind of its own piece and so is the last of us like you don't get, get necessarily new like powers but you get different you know skills like combat moves and stuff i guess yeah, but I guess Last of Us Part Two introduced that mechanic. Last of Us Part One didn't, but Last of Us Part Two had like the kind of new skills ish. Yeah, the stealth um, stuff and yeah, you know whatever. Which yeah, no, I just I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit before we started. Uh, we started on the podcast here, but I just you know looking at the console wars. Not to jump into that directly, but not like there's really there's not really nothing to report aside from a couple big uh, headlines, but not even much to talk about on either of them. But. Um, Looking at them, like, the approach is so different that it's, I don't know, just looking at everything on PS5, like, the single-player games, I hope that Microsoft has some of those this generation because I think that they benefit the player base greatly, and they really give people what, like, something different. Like, I don't want a multiplayer shooter over and over again, even if it's a new IP or, you know, I don't know. I just, I I really have a a love for the the single-player Sony games that they put out on PS4, and I really want to try Ghost of Tsushima. And I realize that more and more as I see more and more gifts and stuff like that that people made, and you know, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, I think okay. it's very similar to 
or uh, obviously haven't played it either, but I think it's very similar to uh, like an RPG as um, as Horizon Neo? is. So I oh. think as who Neo Neo yeah Neo's like a it's a Team Ninja game. Uh, it's exclusive to the PS4. Neo oh. Two just came out this year. Neo with N I O H. Okay, N I O H. Like, N E O. Who? Okay. No, yes. not Neo like Matrix Neo. No. I was like, what are you talking about? Yes. Yeah, no, but Ghost um, of Tsushima legitimately looks so good. People keep posting um, gifts that I see, and it just it looks it looks really good. It looks pretty cool. So yeah, I think once I on yeah once I finish Horizon, I'll, I'll probably pick that up. Um, yeah, once it drops on sale, I'm sure it'll go on sale soon, it sooner will. rather than later. If it doesn't now, it will probably right before the holidays at some point, which I'm perfectly fine waiting for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was no reason for me to buy Horizon at launch like I did, considering I've now, three years later, is four years later? Which E3 did we go to? 2016 and 2017. I don't know. It feels like literally 35 years ago, though, and I haven't even been <laughs> alive really that many does. years. So. Well, I remember I brought my fresh copy of Horizon, and then we never played it because... Oh, my God! You did, and you put it on top of the entertainment center at the Airbnb. <laughs> yes. And oh, we never my played God. it. Like, it, it was, was the year that the Xbox One X came out, or it was... Yeah, it was coming out. Yes. It was which it had was... to have been three years ago. Here, I'll find out. I guess it was... I think it was 2017. Los Angeles Convention Center. Well, Bingo. no. When did when did the twenty seventeen? Switch... It was twenty seventeen. That was the year that Mario Odyssey came out as well. Is twenty seventeen when the Switch launched, or was Switch twenty sixteen? No, Switch was twenty. Uh... Because Horizon and Breath of the Wild came out the same week. Um, I think it was twenty sixteen. No, the Switch launched. No, March third, twenty seventeen. Anyways. Okay, yeah, twenty seventeen. So Switch was still brand new. And I had gotten Horizon, and I never played it, and then I brought it with me to E3, and I still never played it. And here we are, three whole years later. Well, hey, at least you're finally playing it. Forbidden West was officially announced, so at least you know there's a sequel coming. So you've got plenty of time now. Yep, I'm definitely going to to, uh, beat the hell out of that game. I'm like trying to get. I'm getting ahead of myself now. I'm like going places where I don't even have the right like arrows. Like use freeze arrows. I'm like I don't got those yet. (laughs) Here I am, level 25. Maybe I should go do the main quest first, and I'll come back. Yeah, you Uh, should. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then besides video games, I finished Umbrella Academy season two, which I really really liked, and I think you should absolutely watch it instead of the garbage listen, that you chose to watch. Listen, I have a story for it, so shut up and just keep talking. Sure, sure. And then um, Legend of Korra is officially now also on Netflix, so I've started that um, fresh off the heels of fishing Avatar. Um, it's it will officially be a rewatch, but I don't remember anything since watching it last time because last time I watched it was. I don't know, at least five years ago. Um, so, it's good so far. I'm liking it. That's good. It's a very different tone, but it's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I I have also been playing Fall Guys uh, pretty extensively. Like, I keep picking it up and just play a couple rounds and whatever. And it's like, what I've realized is the game is hilarious at first. And it's a ton of fun. But it can get really repetitive with the same maps over and over again. And it can get... Um, the people can all be assholes is really what I want to say. <laughs> uh, so I posted a video on my Twitter of literally like I finished, I qualified and then it jumped to like the, like one of the people that was still playing and there were two people right at the finish line and they were like pushing each other back and forth. And then eventually like the one guy like totally scar Mufasa him and like pushed him into the ball, like the, the path, the ball and the ball swept him like just barely touched him to knock him over and then it came back the other way and swept him right into the slime and then he was disqualified i was like anyways when this environment's toxic so anyways it's a fun game though i have been thoroughly enjoying it um it's a fun pickup and play and the fact that it's playstation plus exclusive well not exclusive but free on playstation plus total benefit there um really enjoyed really enjoy playing it for free so yes i wouldn't i don't i wouldn't think i would pay money for it it is awesome that it's free to play yeah Uh, and I do enjoy it, but it, it does have limited replayability for me. Like, I'm already getting sick of it, and I haven't played it nearly as much as you. I'm like, all right, here goes the same maps again. Like, there's only a few maps that I actually don't get annoyed at. Like, Egg Scramble can choke. If they take that out of the game completely, I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, Egg Scramble so is tough. Annoying. And I don't know, it's fun with friends because it's, like, just constant screaming, but... Yes, uh, it's definitely better with friends. I wouldn't I wouldn't play it alone as much. Um, yeah. you know, I did when I first started, but, like... It's fine. It's fun to have as like a a little side thing. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, but then I also tried out the Marvel's Avengers beta this weekend. So I think I may have mentioned on the last episode, but uh, there's a promotion through Verizon where I could use like one of my little credits that I earn uh, as part of the reward program to redeem. It's like a super credit or whatever, so I can only redeem like once every six months. But I was able to redeem a credit for a copy of Marvel's Avengers uh, once it comes out. So I get a, a, full, a full download code of the game. It also comes with the beta. So I downloaded the beta and I played that this weekend because even though I pre-ordered it, Amazon didn't send me a code. Thanks, Amazon. Um, so, yeah. So I, I played the beta, and it was it was the same Comic Con demo that we played last year, um, with a Kamala Khan uh, piece added onto it, and then it opens up to like more that I didn't even get into. I kind of stopped playing because your progress doesn't transfer over. So, I played enough to say that yes, it's like the game will be fine. It, it'll only get better from there because it's a living game, much like Destiny. Uh, I think that. Kamala is actually, I think, my favorite character that I played. Um, but all of them are fun. Like, they're balanced to the point where you feel very strong as a superhero, but not strong enough that you're invincible because I died a couple times. Maybe I'm just bad, but that's just the way I felt. So I think that at the worst, it'll be like a solid 7 out of 10. Um, at the you know, at the best, it might be, you know, an eight and a half or a nine, but we'll see what happens. I mean, they're, they're going to continue to build on the game. That was always the original promise of new characters, new content and everything else. So let's see what happens. Uh, comes out officially September 4th. So less than a month from now. Um, I'm curious to see how, how it plays out and how it reviews, because there's been a lot of negativity around the beta with just how it plays and it doesn't play great. You can't go in thinking, ah, yes, I'm going to play Marvel's Avengers Endgame, the game. Like, because you just can't think like that. It just has to be a totally separate point of view of, like, okay, these are like artistic interpretations of characters from A, a comic book, and also some flavoring of the cinematic universe to it with different voice actors, different, you know, character styles and everything. So, for what it's worth, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I say thoroughly, I, I, I enjoyed my time playing it. So, I look forward to trying it out um, once it comes out. So, interesting. Okay, I will. Have I think to... you would enjoy. I think you would enjoy. Like if we played this game together, I think you would enjoy it. Is the did you ever figure out if the beta is um is multiplayer supported? I'm pretty sure it is because I had the option to jump into matchmaking. That's why I All pre-ordered right. it again from Amazon, trying to get you a pre-order a download code, and it didn't work. <laughs> well, I know that. So I'm saying that um, the open beta will be in a few weeks, either this weekend mm-hmm. or next weekend. So yeah. when the open beta is there, then I'll I'll join yeah, it and we'll see how it goes. We should definitely try it out once it's open beta. Yeah, I think I think you would enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's like fun enough that it's like it's very destiny like, but it's with characters that we know, so it's like, ah yes, I can get into this. So Interesting. Um anyway, aside from that, what did I play? I played some Tetris ninety nine. They fired up uh for the next three weekends. There are returning tournaments for different themes, so I played enough Tetris ninety nine to get the Animal Crossing theme that I missed. Um, oh, cute. Anyways, I need to play that game more often. Yeah, I, I love that game. I played it on the stream when I streamed the Switch. And I was like, hmm, I remember how much I love playing Tetris and it's how stress-relieving it is. So it's a very easy pick-up-and-play and just you sit there and hammer away and have fun with it. So, um, Then, moving into things that are not video games, we started Glee. And there's a story <laughs> behind this. Started. Okay, restarted, Ugh. I should say, because I saw back when it no, first I, came out. I know that, but I mean, like, are you actually planning on, like, watching the whole thing? Yeah, we're on episode 18. So I'm so stressed for you. 18 already? The, that's there's 22 one and a half seasons season. of Avatar. No, that's, okay, one, but that's one season of Avatar. Just so it's funny, because I can sit and do things and listen to Glee. I can't sit and do things and listen to Avatar. I suppose. Don't try to convince me otherwise. I'm already I'm already hell bent on my answer. So, um, but yeah. So I I watched I guess the first two episodes, maybe three or excuse me seasons of Glee when it first came out, and Lauren like loves Pitch Perfect. So from time to time she'll like put on Pitch Perfect and like have it playing in the background. I'm like you really need to watch Glee. And I we were watching something on Netflix and it was like Glee. I'm like Glee's on Netflix. Oh great. And then all six seasons are on Glee or on Netflix. Excuse me. So yeah, so we're watching we're watching Glee and Lauren's enjoying it and I'm enjoying listening to it. And yes, I know it's cheesy. Jane Lynch is a monster and the song. The are... first season I, I did watch the first season when it was when it first came out, and like I know that it's the first season is genuinely good, but like 
I don't know. We can ask. You can ask Rita. Our friend Rita is, was a big uh, fan of Glee, and apparently, like, things take a turn late in later seasons for the very worse. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and that's and that's fine. Like, so, if that's the case, and we lose interest, then we just don't finish it. But I know yeah. with pretty fair certainty that I enjoyed the first two seasons. So, if yeah, we at I least think watch that's where those, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you have to remember too that a lot of the unfortunately a lot of well not a lot of i mean maybe it's being a little dramatic but i mean a good amount of those stars passed away like cory monteith was the main role and he passed yep. away and the guy who plays puck uh, i forget the actor's name but he had passed away as well he was like mark salling he was like in jail charged, for child yes. pornography <laughs> like it was yes. not a good scene no and then most recently um the actress that plays santana in the in the show was the one that they found, unfortunately, um, dead in the lake. Yeah, so, by uh, Rafaela, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so very sad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for what it is, though, it's an enjoyable show so far. Um, I've seen this season, so it's fun to just listen to the same songs. But um, So we'll see. I mean, if it's if it really... I don't think I ever watched past season two or season three. So if it takes a dramatic turn for the worst, then, you know, I won't watch it. But... I suppose. And then... Shifting gears entirely, I'm not, I don't even know if I mentioned this, but I did buy the Lego NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I built that this week. And that was probably, if you're not into Lego or you're into Lego, buy the set. It is hands down, I think, the coolest set that I've built ever, and I've built a fair amount of Lego sets. So um, a little steep on the price, but go buy it, especially if you like Nintendo and you have nostalgia for the NES, because the actual NES is like it's scarily accurate to what the nes is like probably not as big but it's really cool and then the tv function i don't know if you saw it man but like it has a little crank and the mario level plays like yeah, it's it very really cool it's very cool it's very unique so, anyways moving maybe, on maybe to bigger and brighter and more bombastic things uh no bombastic. hot pots for entertainment this week because there's not much news in general but in the video game space, World War III has finally shown itself, and it is in the form of Fortnite versus Apple Incorporated. So this one kind of blew up like right after we recorded last week. I feel like I it was—it's been kind of brewing all week, and it's just—it's escalated recently as of yesterday um, yeah. to something even crazier. Um, so basically, I'll, I guess I'll—I can take the first half, and you can take the second half. Um, this is like a two-parter. So. First, um, Epic Games, which owns Fortnite, but also owns Unreal Engine and, and a bunch of other things. Um, Epic Games uh, has decided to sell V-Bucks, which is the currency within Fortnite, at a discounted rate directly through their website. Which is fine, because that's how Netflix and Spotify do it. They don't sell, but the difference is that Netflix and Spotify don't sell their subscriptions through the Apple App Store. They when you download the app and you don't have a subscription yet, it'll either ask you to sign in or direct you to their website in order to buy your subscription there. This way, um, it avoids Apple's fees or Google Play's fees, both of which are, uh, I want to say both are 30%. Um, so when you buy V-Bucks in Fortnite through the App Store, there's, you're subjected to a 30% fee. Um, or you're not you, but Epic Games is subjected to a 30% fee um, from Apple, so they get a cut. So let's say you buy $10 worth of V-Bucks, Epic only actually sees seven of those dollars. Um, so Epic thought it would be a great idea to sell a discounted rate, eight bucks instead of 10 bucks for the same amount of V-Bucks. Um, and instead of removing the option to purchase them within the app, they literally have both of the options listed. It's like purchase through Apple App Store, $10, purchase through Epic, $8. Apple did not like that, understandably, and took Fortnite off the App Store. Um, Google also did the same, but at least on Android, um, Google Play Store is not the only way to download apps. You can easily download another App Store and sideload Fortnite, um, and Google has no issue with that. They were just like, "We don't, you can't have this on the Play Store in this form." But you could, you know, download it from Epic's website for all we care. Who cares? So, mainly, this is a, a war with Apple. Now. Apple. Well, I guess we can talk about the the nineteen what nineteen eighty Fortnite nineteen eighty four commercial. So Apple's like famous Mac commercial, the nineteen eighty four commercial, where they're like we're breaking boundaries and the like the Olympic sprinter runs in and 
breaks the big old screen with the giant like dictator dude on it or whatever and they're like oh well it's based off of so it's based off of um the iconic ad quote this no it's based off of i believe orson welles 1984 the movie yes yeah yeah yeah. uh is there a movie is it orson welles there was a movie uh maybe i went i went off on a total limb uh it's definitely a book it is george orwell not orson welles you got the well right (laughs) george orwell Oh, did I say Orson Welles? I meant George Orwell. Yes. Anyways, no. I was like, not Orson Welles. Um, but yeah, so it's based off the commercial, the original Apple ad for the Macintosh was based off of 1984 by George Orwell. Yes. And then... Um, George Orson? This, George Orson. Oh no, my phone's buzzing. Um, and then this is... Epic has now made a parody of that commercial where it's like a Fortnite character that runs into the, into the room and is like, you know, Apple's but hold the big on. dictator now. There's like literally an Apple Fortnite character. Like it's like a giant Apple that's talking on the screen. So wait, if you wait, start what? the if you start the trailer and like look at it, watch it. Like it there's like the banana really character. This one is an Apple character on the screen. Oh, I see it. Okay, yes. There's like literally it's like a an Apple in a suit with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. And all the like the little Fortnite avatars are sitting in the audience watching like then, they're uh sheep sheeple oh of course but then the <laughs> other part to think about here is that they started this hashtag free Fortnite thing right so they've essentially turned their whole user base on apple which yeah is genius act- from a marketing perspective but they're they're acting like they're the victim when this is kind of self-inflicted and there was no reason for them to do that like it's, well they knew this I was going to happen yeah, like they, like Apple called their bluff, and so did Google in, the, in that sense. So, yeah, whatever, great, that's all fine. Maybe eventually they'll they reinstate it, but now Apple has been like, what if we go crazy <laughs> to force you guys back into the App Store? Um, or like if so, Epic, as I mentioned before, owns Unreal Engine, which is the engine that not only powers a ton of you know video games, but also um, CGI artists for movies use Unreal Engine to make, you know, CGI effects and things like that. So it's it's a very powerful, widely used, like almost as ubiquitous as Photoshop is for designers and, and photographers. Um, Unreal Engine is like kind of the industry standard for, for CGI effects. Like Unity is very much like an indie platform. Unreal Engine is like the real deal. Um, so now Apple's like, if you don't resolve this Fortnite thing, we're going to pull the plug and terminate your developer accounts and cut Epic off completely from iOS and Mac development tools, which is like so unrealistically insane. Like what? You know how you an inside out into this? when uh, anger takes like the the controls and like throws thrusts them forward and his hair blows <laughs> up on fire. That's exactly what Tim Cook did, right? Like what an insane overreaction to like. Like, I feel like this should be limited to Fortnite. Any any retaliation that Apple has should be limited to Fortnite. Because it's not like Epic is violating the things anywhere else. And, like, so the app's they're, already they're off the App to, Store. Yeah, they're trying to hit it where it hurts. Because Fortnite is hands down probably their biggest revenue stream um, when it comes to Epic and their products. Even outside of uh, Unreal Engine and everything else. I mean, for Apple to get money in their pocket, it's going to be coming from people buying V-Bucks in Fortnite. So let's let's jump to this article from Engadget, uh, who reports on it. Uh, and Epic has obviously gone to court to stop Apple from pulling its developer tools, and that is slated to happen next week. Uh, so Apple did respond to the, uh, with the statement that it sent last week. Um, oh, sorry, excuse me. This was the statement that they that they put up when Epic first started this whole debacle. Apple said, Epic has had apps on the App Store for a decade and have benefited from the App Store ecosystem, including its tools, testing, and distribution that Apple provides to all developers. Epic agreed to the App Store terms and guidelines freely, and we're glad they've built such a successful business on the App Store. The fact that their business interests now lead them to push for a special arrangement does not change the fact that these guidelines create a level playing field for all developers and make the store a safe make the store safe for all users. We will make every effort to work with Epic to resolve these violations so they can return Fortnite to the App Store. Then, as of uh, midnight last night, Apple provided a statement. this morning, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah excuse me. For, uh, yeah, midnight this morning. 
uh, Apple provided a statement to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman on terminating Epic's developer account. Quote, the App Store is designed to be a safe and trusted place for all users and a great business opportunity for all developers. Epic has been one of the most successful developers on the App Store, growing into a multi-billion dollar business that reaches millions of iOS customers around the world. We very much want to keep the company as part of the Apple developer program and their apps on the store. The problem Epic has created for itself is one that can be easily remedied if they submit an update of their app that reverts it to comply with the guidelines they agreed to and which apply to all developers. We won't make an exception for Epic because we don't think it's right to put their business interests ahead of the guidelines that protect our customers. I, unpopular opinion, I'm in full agreement with Apple here. Well, yeah, I'm in full agreement with Apple that, like, they shouldn't offer discounted V-Bucks. Like, you, that's, like, it is unfair to other developers. Other developers are going to be like, well, wait, why can't we also list discounted prices? Correct. But I think they shouldn't terminate their developer accounts and take Unreal Engine and everything else Epic's developed off the stores because I of this thing with Fortnite. I think that's the only way, that's the only way to vilify Epic. Otherwise, they're going to continue to, they're going to continue to, um, to push and sorry i i opened up the tweet for the next uh thing here and r.i.p eminem is uh trending and i don't know if it's he's real. not dead no he's not dead it, it's been trending all morning it's a joke uh, okay anyways <laughs> I, I saw it earlier so i was like wait a second that can't be right <laughs> um but it's the only way to vilify epic games because right now epic is totally painting apple like this big conglomerate when it's really Epic that's trying to knock down this wall, and like Epic has been known to do this, right? Where the Epic Game Store has challenged Steam to do better and give more profits to the developers. I get that. Now you're putting money in your own pocket, though, and you're digging into your own pocket, and you want to you want to take that twenty percent now, give it to the customer, pass it on to the customer. But at the end of the day, and people might not like to hear this, but Apple's making the devices that you're putting your game on. They're essentially making the console for you to develop for. So to say that, hey, you shouldn't get any cut of the profit is kind of shitty. Granted, both these companies have more money than you or I will ever see in our entire lifetime and then whatever comes after that. So, you know, I just I just think it's shitty that, that they're try- like, they had that ad, the 1980 Fortnite ad, ready to go. They had their free Fortnite hashtag. They had all these things ready to go. This was not like a, let's just try this and see what happens. They knew what the hell was going to happen. So yeah, they absolutely I, knew that wasn't that that ad was too well developed or well animated. It to was released the day very of. well done. That was not. I thought like in my head, I'm like, wow, someone really got this done quickly. And I'm like, there's no way this was done that quickly. Yeah, no, they absolutely did that in advance, and they were like, this is what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm in full agreement with Apple to take and keep Fortnite off the App Store, and if they don't want to comply, then sure, then you just keep Fortnite off the app store and that's that i don't think there's a reason to terminate the developer accounts and cut them off from ios Um, i really do think that's the only way apple can think to really make it worth their while where they'll feel that they'll feel wild people not using unreal engine on mac that's a huge blow that epic can't withstand if they want to sit and be like oh god sorry i was gonna say like well, I mean, finish your thought, because I'm going to go into a whole thing. No, here. if they want to be like, oh, well, you know, if, if, if they're willing to give up their 20% on, you know, these $8, $10 transactions, I mean, that's like, you know, even though I, I, you know, I'm sure, and like I said before, I'm sure Fortnite is bringing in the big bucks, I'm sure they're also bringing in a very hefty sum of money from Unreal Engine. Yeah, so the thing with the termination of the accounts is that it's not just... A suspension and that's like it's not like they're just disabling their access or whatever and then like at a flip of a switch you'll be able to log in it from the way it's worded and from the way that maybe epic is exaggerating now in response but from the so epic has filed a lawsuit against apple about this and in the lawsuit they say um so i'll just quote from the engadget article here according to the filing epic claims that fortnite's removal from the app store in conjunction with the termination of the developer accounts will likely result in irreparable harm to epic the, uh, the company adds that cutting off access to development tools also affects software like Unreal Engine, um, Unreal Engine Epic, which it offered to third-party developers and which Apple itself has never claimed to have violated any policy. Without access to the tools, the company states that it can't develop future versions of Unreal Engine for iOS or Mac OS. Um, the con- are not content simply to remove Fortnite from the Apple App Store. 
Apple is attacking Epic's entire business in unrelated areas, the lawsuit states. Left unchecked, Apple's actions will irreparably damage Epic's reputation among Fortnite users and be catastrophic for the future of the separate Unreal Engine business. The lawsuit mentions that Apple sent Epic a letter that threatened to stop engineering efforts to improve hardware and software performance of Unreal Engine on Mac and iOS hardware. Oh my God. And an adoption and support of ARK or ARKit features and future VR features into Unreal Engine by their XR team. Like that's completely unrelated to what's actually the source yeah. of the issue. And yeah, that feels extremely is, shitty. This is Apple flexing their muscles. This is like and saying, a cat you know, fight. Yeah. They I I'm not gonna lie. Like I I get where people are coming from, I get the frustration, but if you're going to battle Apple, such a large company, one of the largest companies in the world, over 20%, right? And granted, it's more than 20%, right? Because technically, they're giving a 20% discount they're passing on to the customer, but then they're getting that money directly. They're not giving anything to Apple. So they're getting 100% of the proceeds there. It's so, literally one extra dollar. <laughs> well, that's like, what I mean. So it's one extra it's dollar one on every transaction, dollar. but it's more for Epic. I think it's more of the principle of the matter. So I yeah. get it. I mean, the bottom line then becomes, is Epic willing to die on the hill for this? And I'd say no, they're probably not willing to die on the hill. So if these two companies with shitloads of money, like I said, more than any of us will ever see, want to go at it, battle, sit in court, all that bullshit, then go for it. And you're going to have angry parents, and you're going to have, uh, you know, whatever, angry kids. And the, 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 real, the real crux of all this is that it's not like Fortnite can't be played right now on iOS, that will come with the next update. So I did hear, or and I, well, I read, a bunch of people saying, well, what would have been an even shittier move is if uh, Epic had prepared like the next season of content to come as at the same time that they put in this uh, Epic Games direct transaction thing, right? Because then now you've got a new season, kids can't download it, kids are pissed, you almost have an extra leveraging point over Apple, but yeah. Honestly, I it's, think all, it's all a bunch of bullshit. It's all about money. It's unfortunate, but I guess that's what is. these companies do. So, The real losers here aren't even the Fortnite players. The real losers here are like these poor indie game developers that are trying to develop a game on Unreal Engine, and they bought like a Mac Pro with all their budget because they're a tiny indie developer, and suddenly they can't use Unreal Engine anymore. And they're like, well, what the hell? Like, they invested all the... You know, that's, that's like, you know, movie studios. I mean, movie studios probably have a lot of money, but... You know, it's it's very, it's wild. Yeah, it's it's very wild to attack a completely different part of the business, and I understand like that's how they're gonna get through to them because. But I don't know, I don't know. Very very wild stuff. But that's our top news of the week. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was that. Yeah, that's that's hands down spending. probably the biggest news item. But real quick, before we move into the next one, uh, what's the story with R.I.P. Eminem? Oh, nothing. I think it's just a random joke. Oh, you like, didn't even know what the hell, Ahmed? Come no, on. I I looked into it and like everyone's just like, haha. Like I came, me coming into this hashtag thinking Eminem actually died, but seeing it's just about like, I don't know. People would post like the actual like Eminem the candy <laughs> with I don't know. It's very stupid. I don't uh, know where it started or why it started. This week, but. Twitter user, I don't know how to pronounce this, posted a tweet saying, "I have killed Eminem." The user's account has since it. gone private, but this tweet may have caused an avalanche of RIP Eminem tweets on Tuesday. <laughs> it is not 100% Amazing. confirmed that this tweet sparked like a trending topic. However, according to various sources of Twitter, the user have posted numerous tweets with RIP Eminem before going private. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> they, they quote it like these random tweets. So one tweet says, Bruh, I thought Eminem actually died because 2020 and anything can happen, but it's just y'all playing too much again. <laughs> um, anyways. Anyways. Oh my god, who did that? Eminem, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Someone put M, 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 ampersand, M, lifespan yes. on Google? Oh, must have been Photoshopped. It showed like Eminem's age. Anyways, so, <laughs> so moving stupid. on to the next topic. Uh, so we've got some new games coming to Game Pass, and there's some good stuff in here. Uh, in case you didn't know, we talked about Game Pass in the past couple weeks, playing Grounded and um, Halo, which Ahmed still refused to play with me any further, so... Um, I didn't refuse. I'm just busy. Busy with what? Sitting inside quarantining? Yes, moving on. Work. Uh, I've been working so much these days. Anyways. Well, Halo's more important. So, (laughs) you're right. uh, Coming to Xbox Game Pass uh, as of uh, today. I don't think it listed a date. It's just coming soon. It didn't list a date. Yeah, it's just coming soon. So, 
Uh, starting up at the top, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to PC. Spirit Fairer is coming to PC and Xbox One family of products. Uh, Battletoads coming to PC and Xbox. Crossing Souls, PC. Darksiders Genesis, PC. Resident Evil 7, PC and Xbox. New Super Lucky's Tale, PC and Xbox. Hypnospace Outlaw, which this cover art looks creepy. Uh, PC and Xbox. Tell Me Why, PC and Xbox. Wasteland 3, PC and Xbox. Crusader Kings 3, PC. Good lineup here. Resident Evil 7, if you haven't played it. Quality product. Uh, I'm not playing because I'm chicken shit, so... I will not be playing that. Wait, I didn't uh, realize that Tell Me Why is literally coming out next week. Yeah, you said Tell Me Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was further out too, but um, yeah, it is coming in August. Interesting. That's probably why it didn't look very next-gen. I was like, this doesn't look that great, but it was showed in the Xbox Game Showcase, and I was like, um, okay. So I thought Wasteland 3 was also further out than it is, and it's not. Wasteland 3 is like right here, ready to go. Coming out August 28th. And I know Spirit Fair got good reviews. Spirit Fair, I do want to try. That's the game uh, we were talking about earlier, where it's like a death management system, where <laughs> a it's death like you management system. So hold on. So let me. You write a will. Hold on. Hold the <laughs> it's dang Animal phone. Crossing for dying. Yes, I believe is what you said. <laughs> uh, that was what Logan said. So Spirit Fair, you play Stella. This this comes from Nintendo.com/slash/details. Uh, you play Stella, Fairy Master to, to the, wow. You play Stella, let's try it one more time. <laughs> Alright, let's do this one more time. Okay. <laughs> you play Stella, Fairy Master to the Deceased, a spirit fairer. Build a boat to explore the world, then befriend and care for spirits before finally releasing them to, into the afterlife. Farm, mine, fish, harvest, cook, and craft your way across mystical seas. Join the adventure as Daffodil the Cat in two-player cooperative play. Spend relaxing quality time with your spirit passengers, create lasting memories, and ultimately learn how to say goodbye to your cherished friends. Oh, that's cute. You're kind of like the Grim Reaper, essentially. Except you're really smiling, yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll touch on that in the um, Nintendo Indie World press release that they that they came out with today. But uh, yeah, this I mean it looks pretty cool. It's gotten what good reviews on PC, I believe it's on. Uh, let's see. It looks like it has favorable reviews on PC. So, definitely a game that, you know, try it out, see what it is. You know, I don't know. Looks interesting, nonetheless. So, uh, what else is on here? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I just realized I missed Don't Starve. Don't Starve uh, Giant Edition is also coming to console and PC. So, notable... And Double Kick Heroes. Who? Double kick heroes. I don't know. They're, I just I missed that? them in the picture somehow. I skipped both of them. Oh, I was gonna say it's notable that Flight Simulator hasn't been announced for Xbox Game Pass yet, or it, not like or it, like it, it, it will there's be. No it's an date. Xbox Game Studio game. Yeah. So there was talk of it coming out next year, I believe, on Xbox, but I don't think it was officially announced yet. So it's kind of sticking on PC for the foreseeable future. I mean, it was always a PC game anyway, so that makes sense. To an extent, um, yeah. But yeah, I guess they're just probably optimizing it because I mean Xbox runs Windows 10, so it's surprising that it would take that much longer. Yeah. To uh, to bring to Xbox. But. And strangely enough, Battletoads comes out this Thursday, which is kind of a weird timing for a game, any game even. I don't know. I gotta be so. I have possibly a stupid question, and I'm putting my my reputation on the line here. Isn't Battletoads? the game that people would like prank call yes stops and be like yes do you have battle toads and like was it always a real game at all or was it ever yes. a real game <laughs> okay. it was it was a real game so battle toads one came out for the nintendo entertainment system and okay. it's like a it's like a beat-em-up like a side-scrolling beat-em-up game kind of like um double dragon-esque okay so but it also has like some platforming elements to it so I, I played it when I was little and never really played it again, but there were different versions that came out for, like, Super Nintendo. I think they ported it to Super Nintendo. Um, I don't think they ever made anything past maybe two games, two original games. So what was the prank then? Like I don't know where it came from, but people would call and be like, hey, you got the new Battletoads? And it's like, no, there's no new Battletoads. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was just making sure that I wasn't going crazy because, like, 
I remember, like, and I just thought that it didn't exist at all. I didn't realize that it was just an old game and there was no new ones and people were asking about the new ones. But now there is, so yeah. you can call your local GameStop and ask if they have the new Battletoads and they'll say yes. No, they won't because it's not on physical. It's only on digital. So Oh, just kidding. It. Well, you could still prank them, I guess, if you really so want to. This one comes from Wikipedia. Battletoads came out for NES. Then an LCD game was released by Tiger Electronics of Battletoads. Then Battletoads Game Boy, which is a spinoff of the original NES game, came out. Battletoads and Battle Maniacs came out for Super Nintendo Entertainment System in 1993. Battletoads and Ragnarok's World came out in uh, 1993, which was a port of the original game made for the Game Boy. And then there's a Battletoads and Double Dragon crossover made for the, oh, the NES, the Genesis, the Super Nintendo, and the Game Boy. Uh, and then there's a Battletoads arcade game, and then Battletoads 2020. Wow, remember Tiger Electronics? Yep. Remember those little LCD games? Apparently the whole company went under in 2012, so <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it's like, speaking of rabbit holes. <laughs> I literally was like, wow, Tiger Electronics. I like, remember that, Lego, that logo so vividly. Yes. I don't remember what I played or what I had that was Tiger Electronics, but I had something. I think I had, no, I had one of those, like, flea market brand <laughs> things that was, like, 120 games in one, and it had, like, just oh a God. million versions of Tetris. Like, and it was, it really wasn't 120 games, it was just 20 one. versions of Tetris and, like, maybe Stop. Snake. Oh my gosh, those are the worst. Ugh. I played the hell out of it, because my parents were like, Game Boy, that's expensive, here, get this, it has a million games in one, and I was like, you're right. Oh my god, <laughs> you did, and look, look at the man you grew up to be today. Ugh. So I mean I still never owned a Game Boy Advance. Well, no, I owned the Game Boy Advance. That's a lie. But so anyways. moving into the last article that we have for today in our very slow news week, and I'm like, mm, it's gonna be a short episode. And just like Ahmed said, here we are, 46 minutes. <laughs> I told you. So uh, Nintendo, in a you know wonderful move, uh, was like, guys, we have a big announcement. We're having a Nintendo Indie World showcase on Tuesday, and we're all like, oh, okay, great. So you're telling me Can there's we- still no Nintendo Direct? Wonderful. So, Please have a direct. There's no more games. We're dying. Uh, I still have to play Luigi's Mansion 3, but after that, there's no that more game games. That game is so dying. good. Luigi's Mansion 3 was legitimately so much fun. Anyways. I know. I know it um, is. First Luigi's Mansion game I actually beat, I think. But um, So we did miss one piece of news. Not really news. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword did pop up on Amazon UK for Switch. So <sighs> that kind of sent the world, my world, in turmoil. Because, obviously, <laughs> we all we all know that Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD would be pretty easy ports over to the Switch. Uh, Skyward Sword would be the only one that requires any meaningful redo, uh, with with you know controls from the Wii and everything. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's I mean, Skyward Sword was kind of it wasn't much different than Twilight Princess. So I feel like whatever they did to Twilight Princess to make it HD, they could just do that to Skyward Sword. No, that's not know. true, because Skyward Sword In terms of control, the motion plus, right? So you actually, that was like the one-to-one motion. So like, you would move with the nunchuck, oh, and then like, right, you right, literally have right. to hold it straight up. So, yes, yes, yes. You're right, you're right. Um, so... We'll figure it out. I'm sure the Joy-Con could work, and they'll have like a non-Joy-Con alternative. I don't know. Yeah, so this is, this is interesting. Um, I randomly looked at... Hmm. Interesting. So I randomly what? Googled a Nintendo Direct because I saw on some of the forums that people said that there was a rumor going around that there was going to be an Indie World Showcase and then there's going to be a Nintendo Direct like the following week. Here we are. The Indie World Showcase came and went, right? So let me see here. This one comes from Inverse, from Danny Pez over Inverse. Nintendo leakers teased the biggest Direct in months. Could Nintendo close out the summer with a surprise announcement? Uh, it's been almost a year since the company hosted a General Direct. A duo of game industry insider insiders claimed that Nintendo could be preparing a General Direct sometime after August 27th. Venture Beat reporter Jeff Grubb and trusted Reset era, era leaker Nate Drake dropped juicy hints about Nintendo's next big showcase, only days apart from each other. Um... Nate Drake's prediction gained traction on Reddit August 15th after they cryptically teased that Nintendo was getting ready to announce something on the 28th, along with a fellow Nintendo leaker, C. Subasa, uh, C. Subasa. Before this, Nate Drake accurately predicted the release date of Paper Mario the Origami King weeks before Nintendo launched the game. Uh, Redditors have taken the re- leaker's 
Reset errors exchanged to mean that there will be some kind of Nintendo announcement late in August. Some are skeptical about the day August 28th lands on. Uh, one Reddit user commented, I do agree that this seems like an obvious hint. However, the 20th is a Friday, which would be unusual. Nintendo has typically avoided scheduling directs on Friday. However, after the company began working remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic, its presentation schedule became more sporadic. Uh, recently, the company has begun airing direct minis, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the reporter updated his ongoing list of summer game reveals and announcements on August 17th and added a wildcard Nintendo entry at the very top. He didn't immediately specify that when this alleged direct might happen, but he clarified in a follow-up tweet after his followers asked for a date range. I'd say between now and the middle of September, he said in response to a tweet. So it seems that a notable direct could be on the way. Uh, that could be exciting. Hopefully we'll get literally any announcement because there's literally nothing for the Nintendo holiday yet. So I think that if I think it will happen and I think that when it does happen, the big the big guns for this holiday will be the rumored Mario collection and it will be mainly remasters. So I was I was thinking about this, right? What if Nintendo pulled in some of their remastered plans, right? So they have Pikmin 3 Deluxe coming out in October. Maybe that was pulled in. Maybe that wasn't going to happen until, like, January or February. But they pulled that in with coronavirus, so they can't do as much development, make as as many substantial uh, steps in development as they could have when they were in the office. So they're starting to pull in some of the remasters. Mario, I think, was planned the whole time, but maybe they pull in Skyward Sword and Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and they start launching these bundles, and they, you know, there's, like, a... I saw something about the patents being re-upped or something, or something to indicate that Amiibos, like, they... They have to file certain things to be able to put things back on the shelves, and they were refiled for some of the Breath of the Wild amiibos. So, you know what what happens there? I mean, is Breath of the Wild two still scheduled for this holiday? There's no shot in hell, in my opinion. But you know, maybe there's a chance, or maybe early next year. So I don't know. No, I don't think Breath of the Wild two. But yeah, I I think that's well. I don't Here's know. Here's the I thing: don't know how far Breath of the Wild those remasters were. The engine for Breath of the Wild is done, right? So the, the foundation is done. Breath of the Wild 2 is just building up on top of that foundation. But do we know that it's going to be like an actual sequel to Breath of the Wild specifically? Or if it's going to just be another like standalone Zelda game in the vein of Breath of the Wild, like being open world? Uh, I thought they said it was like Breath of the Wild 2, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I, it sounds familiar, but I, I also am not sure. Also, sorry. There, uh, people are throwing bodies in the trash in the alleyway. <laughs> you can hear that. Just All right, let's slam. On that um, note, let's run through this indie showcase, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So or you can. Did you have a chance to watch not. this? No, I did not. Okay. I didn't. Even, I totally forgot that it was happening today. I saw you guys chatting in the Discord. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. But. So I uh, I had this on in the background. I was kind of uh, watching it with half an eye and listening. So, um, this one comes from the Nintendo Indie World press release directly. So, I'll kind of run through some of these games. I'm not going to run through the uh, descriptions as they are all pretty long, and I don't think it's worth it. Just go take a look at the... Honestly, spend the 15, 20 minutes, watch the Direct, It's or the Indie World. It's pretty cool. Some good stuff in there. I think almost all these games looked at least interesting enough for me to try. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to, so, you know, they cost money. But, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> so, the first announcement was Hades from Supergiant Games, developers behind Transistor and Bastion. Uh, both, the, you know, very well-known, very well-received game on PC is coming to Switch this fall. Uh, this game is like a, a godlike, roguelike dungeon crawler that combines the best aspects of Supergiant's critically acclaimed titles from the fast-paced action of Bastion to the rich atmosphere and depth of Transistor. Uh, coming this fall. So, I am very excited to give this a try. And it will feature cross-save with the PC version when it comes to Nintendo Switch. So. That's amazing, actually. Yes, yes it is. Um, Raji, an ancient epic from Nodding Heads, uh, Nodding Heads Games, okay, slash super.com. Uh, this is one that is inspired by Hindu and Balinese mythology. This kind of looks pretty cool, and it's out actually right now as a timed console exclusive. Um, Spirit Fair, we just talked about that from Thunder Lotus. Uh, which is the Death Simulator, uh, and that is coming to Switch now, later today, which is now. Uh, Untitled Goose Game is getting a multiplayer update on September 23rd. Watch Untitled this trailer. Untitled Geese Game. I'm sorry. Go yeah, on. I the Untitled Geese Game. I literally screamed at this trailer. I was laughing so hard. So, <laughs> uh, what could be more troublesome than a horrible goose? Two horrible geese. So, I don't know. The tweet was like, goose on the loose, geese on the lease. And I was like, oh my god, these people need to chill. 
So, um, yeah, they really are. All right, next up is a short hike from Adam Robinson U and Whipper Whip Poor Will. Okay. Um, anyways, it seems like there's a hidden message in there. Why are we whipping Will? Um, Why is he poor? What happened? So, uh, hike, climb, and soar through the peaceful mountainside landscapes of Hawk Peak Provincial Park. Uh, this comes later today as a Switch t- a timed console exclusive uh, on Nintendo Switch. This is on like a 10% introductory discount. There's a bunch of those. Go check them out. We'll get there in a second. Torchlight 3 from Perfect World Entertainment and Extra Games, Inc. Uh, this is the sequel to Torchlight 2, obviously. This has been out for a while. I don't think it was the best-received game, but it's coming out to uh, Nintendo Switch when? This fall? This fall. This fall. With an exclusive Red Fairy pet. Ah, exhilarating. Um, <laughs> Takashi, Takashi and Hiroshi from Oink Games, Inc. This looks super cool. The art style looks very cool. I think a lot of these games actually were like ports of mobile games. But anyway, I'm not 100% sure. But I, I know that some people have mentioned Apple Arcade uh, games here. So anyways, this is on Switch now as well. The the art style is like uh, stop motion animation. Looks very cool. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw from Tendershoot, Mike Lash, That Which Is Media, Xavier Nielsen, Nelson Jr., and No More Robots. That's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> is coming to Nintendo Switch on August 27th. This is also a game that we just talked about coming to Game Pass as well. Uh, oh, it's a 90s internet simulator. That explains the creepy box art that we saw. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And the, the trailer for it was weird. I was like, okay, I don't know what to think of this, but whatever. Um, Card Shark from Nereal slash Devolver Digital. Uh, this looked interesting. This one was the one I'd say is probably not up my alley. Uh, this comes to Switch in 2021. It seems like a, a card-based game, uh, which I'm good on. Uh, okay. Coming down the home stretch here, Manifold Garden uh, from Will- William Shire Studio LLC. This looked very cool, uh, manipulating gravity and changing your perspective in this game. It looked very interesting. That is out on Switch now. Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero from Unknown Worlds Entertainment is coming to Switch in 2021. I believe this game is on Game Pass as well. Uh, Garden Story is coming to Switch in 2021. Uh, you rebuild a community. I think this was the one that looked kind of like a, a simulator as well. Uh, Evergate from Stone Lantern Games and P-Cube Limited looks very much like Ori and the Blind Forest, uh, but I think this game was fairly well received. I, I have to look up all the reviews for all these games. I feel like some of them are good, some of them are not. A lot of them are ports from either PC or mobile, which I'm all here for. Um, and then Baron Breakfast from Gummy Cat Studio and Armor Game Studios, uh, which is a laid-back management adventure game. Players take on the role of Hank, a well-meaning bear, trying to turn an abandoned shack into a successful B&B. That's me in a future life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the game launches for Nintendo Switch in 2021 as a timed console exclusive. Um, what else? Uh, they did a quick highlight reel of games. They mentioned the press release here, called uh, including Inmost from Hidden Layer Games slash Chucklefish on August 21st. Uh, the Red Lantern from Timberline Studios and She Dreams Elsewhere from Studio Zavir, which are both coming soon. Uh, and they are launching a sale today. A sale on Nintendo Switch indie titles. So I know Ahmed would ask me for my recommendations, so I have them prepared already. I would highly recommend what the <laughs> I know I would uh, highly recommend what the golf that is a mobile game. Fantastic, fun game, really, really cool. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. You don't have to like golf. You just literally hit the ball and get it into a little thing. It's a little uh, tee. So definitely give that a try. 15 bucks is a steal for that game. Uh, give it a whirl. It's not that long either. Hotline Miami Collection, if you've never played these games, for $8.74 for both of them on the go, highly recommend them. They are very fun, strategic little pick-up-and-play games. So would recommend those. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, if you didn't play that on Game Pass or you didn't play it on your Xbox, definitely give it a whirl on uh, Nintendo Switch. The game is a lot of fun and pretty difficult, but the gameplay is fantastic. And it looks very well. It looks very nice, too. Wait, isn't Hotline Miami on Game Pass? Uh, possibly. It's also... I, I literally gave you that game as well. And you still haven't played it on Switch. What do you mean you gave it to me? Oh, you did. <laughs> Did you Anyways, even install it? Did you download it? I have it installed. It's on my home screen. I haven't touched my Switch in a very long time. Anyways, moving on. I was uh, thinking about that laying in bed last night at 2 a.m. I'm like, I should water my plants. But then in Animal Crossing. Oh, my God. Pick out the weeds. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll open it one day. Um, um, 
one last thing, and I would also recommend checking out Superliminal. I mean, look at some videos on it. The game looks super cool. You, like, move... It's a puzzle game, but you move different things, and they, like, get smaller or bigger with... It's, like, perspective-type puzzles. Yes. It looks really cool. You're basically playing in, like, a dream, and it's, like, forced perspective and optical illusions. I think this was on sale on the Epic Game Store, and I looked at it for a hot minute, and I was like, hmm, I'll buy this later, and then now it's not on sale anymore, and... I'm upset that I didn't buy it, but it does look very cool. Indeed, get it on Switch; it'll be fine. I would. I don't know. I'd rather waste money game. on PC. No, I think the the reason that I didn't buy it on on Epic when it was on sale was because I looked at the reviews and they're like it's really short, and I was like, mm, yeah. Cool. I mean, I said it's short, and I have a chance at beating it. Cannot buy it. No, like it, that it wasn't worth it. Like I think the sale was only like I don't know. It was down from twenty bucks to like. 15 yeah well something. it's down it's down to 16 anyways <laughs> anyways yeah so. um but yeah i think that's it right that is it um i'd say i was pleasantly surprised hades coming to switch is a big one because that's there are currently there the only system that has it is pc so i think it's pretty cool that that's coming to switch very excited for that i wanted to try it i almost bought it on pc but i didn't um glad i didn't because it's coming to switch now so um yeah no i i do i'm gonna look up some reviews on some of these games and maybe i'll buy one or two or try them on game pass and see how they are on game pass but there's uh a lot of these that would look fun to play and try but you know they're like 15 dollars, 10 dollars. it's a lot of money that's a lot of money you could play ori on your phone with game pass oh yeah i already controller. i already own ori i'm like or halfway through it yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you can turn your phone to a switch. But yeah, all right, good stuff. Um, yeah, this was supposed to be a short episode, but as I told Paul, we always manage to make it an hour because we always end up rambling. Good. I was like, oh, we have plenty of time, so it's all right. good. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, this has been episode 88 of What the Fun Cast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.